This is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast, where men come together in the fight to restore honor to masculinity, faith in family, and pride in country. Keyboard warriors and talking heads have labeled masculinity toxic and patriotism extremism. Waiting for a return to normal isn't an option. The fight starts now. Fellow warriors, welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, husband, father, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. All right, guys, welcome to another Thursday episode. And today we are going to talk about the rules of engagement um, and how to get you and your family in the fight, as well as what the resistance looks like. And before we get started, as always, uh, two shows a week. Uh, I, I come at you on Monday with a quote or idea. It's called Mindful Monday. Um, it's, it's generally something I try to be positive. I try to give you some thought provoking ideas, something to, you know, start your week off right. And then Thursday's show is certainly more specific to what it means to becoming dangerous and being on the path. Um, as always, there's several ways you can get a hold of me as well as support the show. Uh, the first is dangerousman.substack.com. If you are not receiving my email newsletters and that interests you and you want to, I encourage you to go to dangerousman.substack.com, put in your email, and it'll start there, right? You'll get my, you'll get the two emails a week from me. Uh, and then if you want to further support, there is a subscribe button, and you can subscribe for free posts, which gets you access to most. And then there is a paid uh, subscribe option, and that'll get you a little more access to me, the comment section, and then additional content. Uh, the, the other way you can get a hold of me always, my email, phil at becomingadangerousman.com. Please send me your thoughts, your questions, your ideas, topics you'd like me to cover, quotes you'd like to uh, suggest for the Mindful Monday episodes. And, and I look forward to and I always appreciate the uh, people reaching out and letting me know they're listening and, and they want to support. Uh, and finally, uh, whatever platform you're listening to this right now, it's Apple or Spotify you know, please hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss one of the, uh, any of the new shows. Uh, with that, let's get into today's episode. Uh, so the last few weeks, we've talked very specifically about getting in the fight and taking a stand uh, for months now. I feel like since the beginning, um, it's in our mission statement, right? Um, and if you've listened to every episode word for word, you know, I mentioned many times, it's not a physical fight. Uh, however, I don't feel I've done a good enough job in giving you more tools, more specific to the path. Uh, and certainly if you don't listen to every word of every episode, then you may miss that. You may you may think I want a fight or I want another January 6th or I want protests or riots. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Everything I say is about the day-to-day -day choices we make, being better examples, better leaders, certainly better men. This is geared towards men. Um, and not a physical altercation or online debates, right? That's not what we're about, right? Uh, so today I want to kind of lay some ground rules and, and give you more specifics on a way forward and, and how we can fight the fight. So what we have are rules of engagement. And anytime I, I talk tactics or I talk warfare or I want to make battle references, right? I'm not a Marine. I was in the Navy. I was expeditionary. And, but we do have a lot of Marine Corps doctrine in our, uh, in the CBs, we use a lot of Marine Corps doctrine in our tactics as we should. And so I always like to refresh. And so today I did a little duck, duck, go search on rules of engagement. 
And what it said was rules of engagement are those directives that delineate the circumstances and limitations under which the United States forces will initiate and or continue combat engagement, uh, essentially ground rules for us to follow in combat, right? And since this isn't war, uh, but we are on our home turf, I, I think we can learn from this and we can kind of use this as a guide. So uh, we still have the ability for now to kind of set our rules. And so that's what I want to do today as everyday Americans, right? We lead lives of work, family, and fun, and we should not be, and we shouldn't want to uh, take up arms or march in the streets. I can't help but look at history in the cycle of weak men creating hard times that perpetuated eventual conflict, destitution, or depression, right? So if you look today at the enemy, and by enemy, yes, I'm referring to the loud, angry, they know better than you, elitist, far left of center, they have been winning the culture war for years, maybe even decades, um, and they rely on the majority of us to just work, pay our taxes like sheep, and just do what we're told, right? We're just going to go with the flow. We're going to go with the mainstream. They're going to tell us what to do, and we're going to follow suit because they know better, right? And most of us for so long have been so busy with work and home life that we haven't really cared, right? We haven't really paid that close of attention. And Hollywood, DC, and the mainstream and social media, well, they've taken advantage. Um, and, and I've and I've made the argument, and many of you are listening because you agree, if we wait any longer, if we sit on the sidelines, it eventually could get bad enough where we're gonna have to take arms and we're gonna have to hit the streets. And we don't wanna do that, right? And, and this is my attempt to, to help other men and women, other podcasters, other YouTubers, other influencers, if you will, who are trying to say, wake up, middle America, wake up back to common sense and facts and truth, right? Wake up before it's too late, right? And that's what we're talking about here. So, you know, if you don't believe me uh, or if you think I'm crazy, I don't think you do because you wouldn't be listening. But, you know, just anybody you're arguing with. Anybody you're talking to that's like, oh, you're a conspiracy theory, that's not going to happen. We're not going to have a civil war. Y'all just need to, right, if you're talking to a wall. But if you're in the argument and it's somebody that matters to you, just tell them, hey, look up the Holocaust, right? It was 100 years ago, you know? I'm not even talking about communism, China. Look up the Holocaust. And the reason I say the Holocaust is very similar to what we would experience here in America, what we could possibly experience they were put on trains willingly as they had no means to fight. Now, in America, there's hundreds of millions of guns floating around. So, again, I don't think it would happen that way. I, I, I think we're far away from that only because they haven't disarmed us. Hence why the Second Amendment is so important and why everybody listening needs to fight for the right to own a gun if they so choose. Um, because if you look at the Jews, they didn't have a means to fight. They didn't have guns. They couldn't defend themselves. So they willingly got on the trains. That was less than 100 years ago. And here's why it's similar to America. If they were to disarm us, if they were to get our guns, and we had no means to defend ourselves, they were turned in by their neighbors and their former friends, right? In, in countries that they grew up in, they lived in, they worked in, they were part of these communities and they were turned on and turned in by neighbors, for God's sakes, right? They were turned in by people that they lived down the street from. And the majority of people let it happen. And, and I think why, right? We can all, it all makes sense. It was better them than us, right? So they turned in the Jews instead of standing up to Hitler and the regime and, and fighting back and saying, no, we're not okay with your crazy, psychotic, hateful speech. Like they didn't see it that way. They said, well, better them than us. And, and they let it happen. 
and nobody could stand up to the government because the government's the only person that had guns. The government was the only person allowed to exact violence to defend their belief, right? The government's belief, which came from a psychotic, you know, hateful, despising little man with a mustache. If that doesn't fire you up a little, if that doesn't make you unsure about what to new, to do next, let me assure you again, like we talked about on Monday and last week, we're not alone. We are the majority. When enough of us remind the few of them that we are many, we are united, and we will be ready, then we can stem the bleeding, right? We can turn the tide. We can change the course of history. We don't have to be known as the generation that let freedom slip away. As Ronald Reagan says, you're never more than one generation from you know losing freedom. We can turn the tide. Nobody wants another civil war, right? Our country would tear itself apart. There are so many guns and so many people who would, you know, fight the fight, good or bad. But the scary part is I think most of middle America who owns the guns and would fight the fight, who would we be fighting? I think we'd be fighting our military, our police, our government agents. They've already shown that they'll implant FBI agents just about anywhere to coerce just about anyone to do what benefits the government. Now, right, wrong, or indifferent, if you think the FBI, which 20 years in the military, I've done tactics, I've done operations, like it makes sense that the FBI would have coerced a bunch of well-intentioned morons to storm the Capitol. I mean, the video evidence shows the doors were opened for them. The majority of the people in the Capitol that stormed the Capitol, they were let in willingly and they had no weapons. So it's, it's not an insurrection if they didn't have guns. And this country certainly has enough guns that if they wanted to, um, they could have stormed the Capitol with weapons, but they didn't. They were a bunch of, most of them, morons who just like, oh, this is somewhere to be, something to do. We don't want that. That is not what we're advocating for. The polarization of the culture wars through a pandemic has allowed the few to take advantage of the midi. It's time now to remind those in power. They work for us. We, the people, rule. They don't know better than you how to lead your life and lead your family. We are the majority. What follows is our rules of engagement. So first, let's start with your eyeballs, right? What are you and your family spending time watching? As Hollywood, TV networks, news outlets, and social media all rely on consumers to watch their programming, that sells advertisement, right? Eyeballs equals dollar signs. This is your first line of attack. If the network you follow, the platform you pay for, if, you're, if, if they don't support your values, turn them off. So you want to take it a step further, take your eyeballs off, remove you, your and your family's eyeballs from this programming. It is trash. Not only are you supporting them, but you're watching their garbage. Your kids are watching their garbage and they're being, they're being supplanted with these ideas that are going to surface there. You wonder why we have a problem now with the A, B, C, D, E, F, G alphabet of gender. Um, well, Disney just gave you the, the answer. All right. Don't go full conspiracy, but when you cancel your subscription, send them an email or fill out the little form when you unsubscribe and say, hey, I am not comfortable with your new content. I don't like where you're headed. You know, let me know when you get back to reality, when you get back to normal, right? I, I don't want to support you and just leave it at that, right? And after you removed your eyeballs, right, and you still want to watch, look for alternative networks and platforms that share your values. Immediately, PragerU comes to mind. I Again, I have no affiliation with them at all other than I love their content. I love their videos. I love that they give different 
more conservative, more open-minded people platforms, right? The Daily Wire, same thing. Ben Shapiro and, and the Daily Wire, they are growing massively. They're growing in online content, media content, news content. Once you take your eyes off the garbage, you know, find other people that align and, you know, spend your time there. And obviously I'd advocate for just take your kid to the damn park or go outside and throw a football. But, you know, you still, you're, if you're still occasionally going to put an iPad in front of your kid, just make sure what your kids are watching when you put the iPad in front of them isn't trash. And, and, and once you're done with your eyeballs and, and you got your eyes on the prize, right? You got to follow with your dollars. You got to follow with your dollars. They say to hit them where it hurts. You got to hit them in the wallet. You've already canceled your Netflix and Hulu. And, and, and what we're talking about next is Amazon and Walmart, Nike and Adidas. We're talking about the big, the big guys and gals, the big brands, um, from the boxes that show up at your front door to the clothes and branding you wear every day, you are a walking billboard for those you spend money with, right? I'll give you a personal personal story. When the NFL went woke and they started kneeling for the flag, I essentially woke up, but not the way they would have liked. I went from time I can remember when the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls in 92, 93, and 95, I've never missed a Cowboys game in 15 years. Since Colin Kaepernick knelt, I was even patient because Jerry Jones, right? He didn't kneel right away. But when Jerry Jones, I can remember the day Jerry Jones walked to the 50-yard line or whatever it was, and the, he knelt with the entire team for the national anthem, I haven't watched a Cowboys game or ESPN since. I literally went into my closet and my drawers. You can ask my wife. You can ask anybody that knows me. I found everything with a Nike swoosh on it, every Cowboys thing, anything that looked like uh, a Nike or a Cowboys, shirts, jackets, jersey, shoes. I haven't worn or bought Nike since. Now, I can't convince my family, and that's okay. You know, my wife has moved over to Adidas a little more. She, she had a ton of Nikes. She doesn't buy any more Nikes. She still wears the one she had because she doesn't want to. And my son still, unfortunately, you know, again, I don't force my beliefs on my family. I live the example and that is enough for me. I'm not going to force because if you force anybody, it's not really them. It's not genuine. And if anything, especially with kids, they're going to resent and want to do it more. So my kids, my wife, they are still free to buy. And, and But I have noticed because I don't do it, my kids are more mindful. My wife has since moved over to more Adidas shoes because Nike in particular did some things uh, with the transgender and boys playing in girls sports in high schools. And they put a bunch of money into Tennessee and Texas to try to go against uh, kind of the red state fight. Uh, and that really pissed me off with Nike, not just the Kaepernick thing, but, you know, pushing this transgender, which I don't believe in. Again, in high school down, I don't believe in college up your adults do whatever you want. High school down, I don't agree with, and I don't like that Nike, who sells women's clothing and promotes women, how can any, well, frankly, this will be a whole nother topic, how can any damn organization that promotes women be okay with men coming in to be women or pretend to be women or think they're women and then smash women? Like Nike has some damn nerve like supporting transgender when that takes away from women, how can Megan Rapino and any of these stupid women talking about equal pay for equal blah, 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 be okay with men coming in if you thought we weren't going to buy tickets to watch you play a game, which would mean you'd get paid more because you'd have more ass in seats. If you start putting men on the field with you, good luck. You think the WNBA is a joke now for viewership? 
Go ahead and put a man on the court with you who thinks he's a woman. Go ahead and put a man on your soccer field who thinks he's a woman, and you will drastically see America say, we are not watching that. It's not happening. Now, I'm sure there are things that you have also shifted away from. You know, I'd be curious uh, if you're listening and you want to email me or if you're a subscriber on Substack, you know, certainly put in the comments. I'd like to know what did you give up? What is something big that you gave up that I, I really find inspiration in other people? Uh, you know, what have you sacrificed since this whole woke ideology started? You know, I gave up football. I gave up ESPN. I gave up Nike. What have you given up? You know, certainly let me know in an email or the comments. I'd appreciate that. Now we're talking about dollars. So two things to look at before you spend your next dollar. Does the company align with your values or do they at least stay out of the fight, right? Or, or maybe they don't promote conservative American Christian values, whatever it is that you prioritize, but are they posting black squares? Are they posting ads with transgender people? Are they posting ads with, you know, white people are racist and men are toxic and the American flag triggers me. And if they're posting that and you're still spending dollars with them, you're wrong. You are not helping the fight, right? The obvious culprits, I already mentioned them, Disney, Nike, Netflix, and these other brands are very public in their support for this woke crap. And if you continue to support them, they think they're okay, right? You can't, now, now you can't avoid all things, right? Everybody needs a cell phone. And I think Apple Apple, I have an Apple, right? We use Apple products. They're great products and, and we like them. I'm sorry. I get it, right? Certain car companies, other services you need, you know, if it's a need, I get it. Just at least know the difference and elim eliminate as many as you can here, right? After you see where the brand or service aligns, see where the product is made. Now, I realize made in the USA, it is not practical. Look, we are in the clothing industry. We have supplements we sell. As an entrepreneur, trust me, I will tell you, uh, made in America is not a, a practical or cost-effective way. Here's my take to you, right? Here's where I would say we need to start looking. Look at a map, North and South America. Start there you will find many of the Central American countries are in the clothing and farming industry, right? So when checking clothing brands, look for Venezuela, Honduras, and Mexico, right? And there's there's others, I'm sure. When you're looking for fruits and vegetables, look from Brazil, South America, Costa Rica, right? The support for these countries helps their economies. And guess what? They're on the migrant route. So if the migrant route improves, the economy improves, if jobs open up in those migrant countries or the path of migrant workers, and we can start supporting those economies, guess what? Those migrants are more likely to stop and take shelter, take refuge, or take up homes in these other countries that now offer more employment, which boosts their economy and makes it safer to live there. And then those tax dollars and those governments, they can do more for their people, right? Guess what? That means less people at our borders. If you want to do more for America, then you need to shop as close to America as you can get. And you want to talk about fossil fuels? You want to argue with a climatologist or whoever these uh, climate control people are? Tell them that, hey, your stuff from China and Cambodia and Taiwan, that's a hell of a boat burning a lot of oil to get to America, right? It's a lot less oil right? It's a lot less carbon uh, that you're burning if you buy from a South America or Central American country, right? So you got to argue with them where it makes sense to them. That would make sense to them, right? You want to burn less fossil fuels, buy closer to home. Now, finally, after your eyeballs and your money, fight the fight in your AO, right? Your area of responsibility. Farmers markets are a great way to support your local economy 
and meet your neighbors, right? Eat at places locally owned and operated, right? Franchises are great for drive throughs but try to shop at mom and pop when and where you can. Find a local mechanic, hire a private contractor. If you're selling your house, sell it to a family and not a damn corporation. Understand your local area and who is in it. Local dollars stay and circulate in your area. When we spend our money at Amazon and shop at Walmart, those dollars are global, right? Those taxes, they go anywhere but your area. Worse, the profits, guess where big companies, they funnel into political campaigns and lobbyists for more benefits globally and not what's best for you and yours. If you want to take a stand, if you're looking to get into the fight, start with your eyes, then with your dollars, right? Start in your home and then look around in your local community. We are the majority. And when we figure it out, we become dangerous. When enough of us are on the path, we will stem the bleeding in this country and we will get back to the middle where all of us have the greatest opportunity to chase our dream. All right, guys, that finishes today's conversation. Uh, I hope you take away the message. I know everything makes sense in my head. Uh, and I know I take a lot of time to read and write and try to put my thoughts together before I hit record and I spend time editing. But in that process, uh, I know some things can get lost in translation. I know what I intend doesn't always uh, reflect well, um, but I do hope you get enough out of it and you keep coming back. And certainly uh, we say it over and over. We are the majority. We are the many. Um, but not everybody's hearing this message, right? Not everybody knows that. Not everybody knows that there's more of us than them. And not everybody admits yet that we're in a fight. So certainly, if you would, please refer a friend, uh, speak about this, uh, use some of the, the the things you're taking away from this and, and, and use them in conversation in your day-to-day -day with the right people uh, in the right environment. But certainly, uh, if you're listening, uh, you are in the fight and you need allies, right? You need to know who around you you can trust when shit hits the fan. Um, in a future episode, I'm going to do some more homework, but there's a lot of people out there talking about a food shortage coming, talking about, you know, plants burning down and food places mysteriously having issues where they're having to, you know, kill off millions of chickens and, and burn all this wheat. And, uh, you know, the conspiracy theorists out there are saying there's a potential food shortage coming at the end of the year. And, uh, if that were to happen, are you ready? And, and who around you, uh, can you count on? Who can you trust if shit does hit the fan as early as the end of this year, conveniently around election time? I mean, if you want to get into that, that's another topic, right? This episode's over and I don't want to start a new podcast, but conveniently end of the year, food shortage, rations, government interventions around election time. Come on, people. Um, if I'm calling that one and other people are calling that one and, and you're not on board yet, come November, if we're having this conversation and, and I'm coming back to this episode to play it for you again, I ain't Nostradamus. It's just... It, it, the playbooks out there, the government has shown their hand and they're just repeating the same thing over and over. And we're and the majority of us are still stupid enough to, to be sheep and fall for it. So uh, with that said, recruit, 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 figure out who's in your corner, figure out who you can go to when shit does hit the fan, because inevitably it's coming. It's happening. Uh, we are it is us against them. And, and we need friends. We need allies. We need to know who we can count on. So please. Uh, share the episode, share the show, dangerousman.substack.com. Sign up for the newsletter, email twice a week. And if you can and you and you want to further support uh, this effort, there is a finan financial subscription. Uh, and that certainly goes a long way uh, for what we're doing here. 
Uh, thank you as always. And of course, Phil at becomingadangerousman.com. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Reach out. As always, make a better decision today to be better tomorrow uh, and continue on your path to becoming dangerous. Thank you, guys.